back, everyone. Just kidding. Welcome <laughs> to Marketing Monday. Shelly and Adam. Shelly from the Pallet Prison. Myself from my little dungeon hole in my basement. And we have a lovely lady on today named Shaylee. Did I get the, did I get the first yeah. name right? Yep. So far, I'm going to so murder the last name. Is it Polk's? Polk's, yep. Yes! Oh, new year, new me, new podcast. We're nailing everyone's <laughs> name first try. That is what we're about. Uh, so if you guys don't know what Marketing Monday is, it is a show where we like to talk to local, sometimes local, entrepreneurs and business owners. And sometimes we like to ask them if they have any problems that maybe we can help them solve it. And sometimes we like to have some experts on and have them tell us what they think is working in the world today. Uh, we took a couple of weeks off, obviously because of holidays, but we're back in black and we're here to attack the day. So Shaylee, would you mind telling the thousands of people that watch this show <laughs> who you are, what you do and why we're going to dive, what we're going to dive into today. Okay. Well, Shaylee Bolks from Daily Clean Food and Drink. Um, I am one of two co-owners of Daily Clean Food and Drink over in 69th and Western. Um, we are at this part of what we're going to talk about today, but we are a um, healthy um, and whole food, delicious, wonderful cafe that has lots of offerings, anything from your average pizza and burger um, all the way up to gluten-free options, um, vegan options, vegetarian options, dairy-free. Um, we just strive to be able to offer um, food and uh, fast, healthy, casual dining for a wide range of individuals. Where are you guys located at? 69th and Western, 6215 Southwestern. See, I thought that's what, that's where you lived, which I mean, I guess once you're at a restaurant, that's pretty much where you live. I kind of live there, yeah. <laughs> I also have fitness classes right across the street, so you can throw a stone at 69th and Western and you're not going to miss me. So <laughs> Nice. Um, so How long have you guys been there, Shaylee? Um, we're just over two years now, so we're just going into our third year um, as of Thanksgiving this year. So. Yeah, Adam, they're in that really cool looking building, like right when you get south of uh, 69th and Western, there's like that really cool looking like architectural kind of building there on the, the west side. <laughs> it's really cool looking. Like I love how that area has kind of developed a few more like interesting, it draws your eye to it, right? So like that's, you know, that's good for a retail restaurant area, you know? Yeah, I've actually buildings popping up there have a little unique view to them. Mm -hmm. I've actually been there a couple of times and I have to say I really enjoy the food a lot. Um, but that being said, I'm kind of like your typical Midwestern guy where it's like literally you just put the food in front of me and I'm just going to eat it. Like <laughs> I understand that quite a few of my friends are like foodies and that they actually care about what they're ingesting. Not me. Like I'm like, hey, is this going to get me through for the next five to six hours like cool i'll just eat it unless <laughs> what would be what would be like a hard pass um anything with peaches hard pass um but anyways it doesn't really matter um so what got you interested in doing in being in the restaurant biz which for people people outside of sioux falls they might not realize this Sioux Falls is actually a pretty difficult market for restaurant style businesses because 
people might not realize this, but but we have like one of the most uh, per capita restaurants in the entire nation. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're just opening up restaurants twenty four seven all the time, and so what what how did you look at that landscape and you're like yeah i can do this like hmm, what else is there to do oh let's <laughs> um so it's kind of a long story i'll try to make it the shortest as possible but um i was in the legal business with a family business so i helped run a business already from like childhood um i was already working in the office with my family at 12 years old and um as an only 34 year old woman i can say that my first job i was at for 20 years Dang. (laughs) I was in a totally different realm. I was dealing with attorneys and serving legal papers and dealing with um, some very angry people and some very, um, very much, you know, troubling situations. Um, So it was something that I was ready to get out of. And we had originally had a third partner um, who was wanting and found out later was kind of wanting to transition out of the restaurant world. So it was kind of a um, serendipitous meeting there where he brought me into it. Um, but the longer story behind that was I was a very um, unhealthy 330-pound uh, person back about 10 years ago, and I was not doing very well. It was hurting just to walk from a parking lot into a you know grocery store or something, and um, I just didn't look healthy, and I didn't feel healthy, and I didn't feel good, and it was yeah, it just knew I needed to make a change. And so um, I lost 160 pounds just learning how to eat better. <laughs> I started with like crappy diet food that you can buy in the freezer section and it turned into like, this isn't, I don't think this is right. And I started finding out more about whole foods. Um, and so I started learning how to cook something that I wanted for myself in a just a, a healthier way without buying it from the freezer section and going the more processed route. So um, I kind of started with that at home and then met my um, my two partners, one of them, again, only current partner. Um, and they had an idea for a cafe. And I was just like, I've been bursting with ideas and thoughts and ways that we could bring something a little more um, whole and nutritious to Sioux Falls, but show them that this can be delicious. It's it's not diet food. It's not cardboard. It's not tofu pizza. It's, you know, it's, it can be good, but still like nourishing and better for you. So that's what brought me into it. That's great. 160 pounds, just basically through diet changes. Yep. That's awesome. Just with diet. And I think about the first 60 pounds fell off without any effort. And then I started getting onto the elliptical at my parents' house. So hop out of the office, get on the elliptical, elliptical, just 15 minutes a day. And then that turned to 30, then that turned to a whole lifestyle. And now I'm a fitness instructor on top of it. So it's kind of a crazy, <laughs> crazy 180 from where I was 10 years ago. Now, uh, I would like to ask you about this because I think what I'm kind of excited about you saying that is you're touching on something that I think is really important, especially around this time of year. So great job, Shelly, on scheduling this video for today. (laughs) But, you know, uh, you're in this industry, you know that um, a lot of people start the new year with like all the best intentions of being healthy and everything like that. And this, I would love to have your opinion on this, but I think personally that people do it fundamentally wrong when it comes to uh, changing for the better. It sounds like what you did was kind of what I think is the best way to do really anything, which is just make really micro changes over a long period of time. 
as an example, I wasn't in too much of a different situation. Well, actually, Shelly and I both weren't in too much of a different situation from you. I was 285, 5'9". Um, and I just picked one thing every single month that I just wanted to eliminate or be better at. And then I just worked on that for the entire month and then kept doing that month after month after month. And then after two and a half years or I don't know what it was, three years, um, I got all the way down to 170 and then also competed in a powerlifting tournament. Oh, wow. And uh, again, like I did a, I did a, I did a live, um, I did a Facebook live about this a little while ago. And then I also did, um, had some commentary with some friends in, in a Facebook chat. And I just said, you know what, just, just show up to the gym for 20 minutes. Like it, or like, if you decide that you want to eat healthier, like just pick one thing that you think is healthy and then just eat that one thing for the entire month, like fucking carrots. You're like, you know what? Carrots are healthy. Okay. One meal a day. I'm just going to eat fucking carrots. That's or <laughs> not one meal a day. Sorry. Every single day. I'm just going to eat fucking carrots. That's it. That's, that's my only goal. And I think the reason why is because we're all operating at almost full capacity every single day. We've got kids, we've got lives, we've got jobs, we've got whatever, extracurriculars. And so when you all of a sudden start piling on all these new routines, well, of course you're going to fail because you're operating at 150 to 200% every single day. And ain't nobody out there that can do that. Um, so what's, what's, what's your opinion? I agree with you 100%. Um, and it's certainly not any new idea. You know, clearly you're saying it, any fitness professional out there, not even just fitness professional, but you know, nutritionists and stuff like that, they all say that like, if you try to dive in 110% right away, January 1st, you're trying to go to the gym for an hour and a half a day, and you're cutting your calories back by 50%. And you're not doing anything like anything wrong, it's you're going to plummet off the end of that in a matter of days. And it's and another thing that's a broken record. It's a lifestyle change. It's not a change that just because it's this year and just because it's January, just, you know, all of these things, like it's, it's something that you do need to slowly incorporate into your life and make that, you know, make that a big change and then, and then go a big change over time and then still live that 80, 20 lifestyle. Like, yeah, I am a fitness professional. I teach classes, I teach yoga, I teach rowing and hit and all this different stuff. And I own a healthy restaurant, but that doesn't stop me from going and having a cocktail and eating pizza and like gorging myself on chips on a Saturday night or like we were just talking about the burger challenge burgers before we got yeah, into this. Exactly. And or like, you know, going to the buffet five times too many when you're watching a football game like it's it still happens but the what it what matters is that you don't have a negative um a negative relationship with food and with fitness and and that too like you said just if you decide to just show up for 15 minutes in a workout if you get that 15 minutes cool you did it you you succeeded something but the chances are that you'll go more than 15 minutes is pretty good. So if you can just commit to those small little bites at a time, um, you're going to make bigger changes over the course of a longer time. So then January 2022, you don't have to go, whoa, <laughs> I have to jump in all over again. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it that, uh, you know, you in a round, both of you in a roundabout way touched on is everybody is after the the immediate right like we want that instant gratification and when it comes to anything that's going to stick whether it's fitness or nutrition or in your business right like you can't expect that you're just going to have this instant 
one answer is going to fix everything and all of a sudden it's going to happen overnight if you don't consistently continue doing it. And I think, you know, to bring this around to, to marketing and to business, you know, we get asked a lot of times or we see a lot of businesses that are wanting like wanting to know how do I fix this specific problem? How do I fix this, you know, this marketing issue? How do I get this to happen? And so much of it is just being consistent and realizing if you can't be consistent, then finding somebody that you can bring onto your team that can be consistent for you because, you know, it's that whole idea of just because you can do something doesn't mean you should be doing it because you only have so many resources available. And if you want to take care of yourself, then you also have to take care of, in order to take care of your business or your family or whatever else your priorities are, you also have to take care of yourself. And that means not overextending yourself. 100%. I think, uh, I think the next question that I would like to talk about is what was, I know we're making a big change here or shift, but, uh, and then I'd really like to read through some of the questions that you asked our uh, messenger group. But I'm really curious, what is it like for you or what was it like for you to start working with partners in your business? And how has that relationship gone from, you know, day one to year three? Like, what's what's it been like? It's a big change considering that I worked with family before coming into working with partners that um, I knew um, very um, very surface level, um, coming into it. Um, whereas when you're with your family, you can start screaming and throwing things in, like, and you can stop out of the room and go, you know what? I'm never talking to you again. And know that like, they have to talk to you again because it's your mother. Um, but, <laughs> but coming into this with it's, um, it was an interesting dynamic in um, the start of it because it was a, um, 22 year old man, a 32-year-old woman and a 60-year-old man all coming from different places and different backgrounds and um, and different yeah places and things that they've worked on before. So um, it was very challenging in the start. Um, one of us had a lot of um, it's the grocery experience. Um, another worked in the service industry and was a waiter. Um, and then me in the legal field. So it was, you know, three different areas. And um, it's definitely been a challenge to learn how to communicate properly with each other and understanding um, what works and what doesn't um, when, when presenting an idea or shutting down an idea or meeting them halfway and trying to trying to work through that. Um, and now we, my other partner and I communicate very remotely. So he is not in Sioux Falls currently. So we're also now learning how to navigate um, co-running a business with one person being far away and one person being in it. And, you know, learning to not be resentful of that other <laughs> individual for not not being there and in the, in the weeds with you um, is, is challenging um but yeah just that learning how to how to finesse each other and, and learn each other's language man okay so you know, uh, we can have like 25 different topics from everything that i've learned about you in like the first five minutes for sure <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very uh so before i go any further are these silent partners or are these partners that you can actually like name or anything like that 
Um, so the other partner he, that was um, Jeb Cooper, he left at the end of last year. Um, and then uh, my other partner, it's not silent, um, uh, but he doesn't partake as much in, um, you know, some of this kind of stuff, interviews and, um, you know, more news stuff lately because of the triple D stuff that's been kind of hovering around us. Um, but uh, that's Steve Gratzbelt, and he is also um, co-owner of Pomegranate Market. Mm. So some people know that about us and think that we're um, intertwined, but we are two separate um, people that happen to share one individual. So he's gone a little bit more silent on the pomegranate side of things and let the, you know, the more managing partners take over, which is kind of, um, kind of the situation that we've got going. So, well, the, the reason why I asked that is because I, I, I wanted to know if I could prod a little bit more into what it was like to start to figure out and navigate your guys's goals at the beginning of everything. And then what it was like to figure out how to talk to each other, because you're talking about a pretty vast difference in not only age experiences, backgrounds, and man, like the, I'm, and I, I, I'm sorry if we're kind of like talking about this, but the reason why I'm interested is because it's so difficult owning a restaurant in the first place is one of the most difficult things that you can possibly do as just as like a startup business but then to do it with people that are that different in background and um sex and age and everything like that like that's pretty challenging and so i'm i'm really curious as to like how what was what was goal setting like for you guys at the beginning of everything and, and yeah. I can add, if I remember correctly, Shaylee, I think I remember you telling me that you didn't really know your partners. Like, it's not like you guys have had like a 10 year relationship prior to this, correct? Correct. Um, Steve Gratzfeld, who is the current um, co-partner, um, he and I, he actually come to some of my like yoga classes and stuff at Forum. So I knew him like, again, very surface level through that. Um, and then we had worked a little bit together on some stuff at Pomegranate um, for a while. We had tried to get some like healthy frozen yogurt up and going um, that didn't quite take. And so we just kind of like let that die out. And then that's when he decided to reach back out to me a year later when he had an idea for a cafe. He had felt that I had um, some sort of business acumen to be able to like trust me to <laughs> to go into this, um, to, into a restaurant with me. But um, it at the beginning, man, I can't even, with us never having ran a restaurant before, it was just survival mode for the first like few months. It was just try to get it open because all of our construction was delayed. Our opening date just kept getting delayed. And it was like such survival mode that like, you know, he went into his back end area of things and the numbers and all of that. And then Jeb um, was solely focused on you know, keeping the kitchen running smoothly. And I was just focused on trying to help everybody keep everything prepped and keep the food running and everything. And then we just kind of all compartmentalized ourselves and did what we need to do just to like stay alive and not like all completely burn out. Um, so it wasn't until almost a, you know, a year later that we finally started finding where we fit into, um, into our roles and then start setting um, realistic goals based on having a background of one year. Like, okay, now we know how this works. Now we have an idea of like our, our market and our customer base and how all this is gonna go. So now let's start setting um, monetary goals and employee goals and stuff like that. So it, it was a 
big learning curve to get into it. And I can tell you the first year I hardly made it out of the kitchen. It was kind of like the man woman thing. They were taking care of the finances and the computers and stuff. And I was like in the kitchen cooking and trying to keep all of that straight. So it's been a big jump now the last year to, to step back, get out of the kitchen, let the employees do what they're supposed to be doing and, and learn, um, learn all of that stuff that I kind of missed out on in the first year. So, hmm. so what's, how's that experience been for you stepping outside of the kitchen, letting other people be responsible for that and uh taking on more of a higher level business type um role very hard um i do see myself as a leader and i enjoy being a leader but um i feel a lot of guilt with not being like in the trenches with them because i saw in that first year how like how hard it could be um you know when you get slammed when you get busy and how rough it can be and um to try to teach them that that's not where I'm supposed to be, you know, in the long run, and I can be there to help you. Um, it's been, yeah, there's been a lot of guilt around it. It's getting a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> very big transition. I'm really good at, you know, just taking on a task and just working on it, get it done, like not delegating and learning to delegate has been um, a challenge for me as well. So kind of along that line, I it made me think of a question for you. So coming out of a family business and coming into owning your own business and running a business and now having employees underneath you, like where have you looked for leadership advice or mentorship or like where are you, um, where have you found the, the people that you are striving to be more like in your business? Well, I have gotten to be very close with, um, she would technically be my boss <laughs> at Form Fitness. Um, she also had a partner leave um, Form at the same time that I had Jeb leave. Jeb was kind of my in the trenches co-managing um, co owner. Um, and so I've, she's been in business for seven years and she has learned a lot over the last seven years as, as to um, how to delegate and how to build the different um, compartments within the business so that she's not stuck there 24 seven. And she is also learning how to put her, you know, do the things like the simple things, like put your phone away, put it on silent, let them be like, they'll have to figure it out themselves and try to keep her life separate from her business so that she can have a life. Um, and so I'm, I'm learning a lot from her because I'm around her so often and my life is kind of busy. I don't have a lot of time for, <laughs> you know, like one-on-one -on -one conversations with a lot of mentors. So being around her a lot, you know, being back and forth between form and daily, she's been uh, um, accessible and uh, very convenient mentor to have. Hmm. <clears throat> so the question that you had in our group chat, uh, this one I would, I would really like to talk about first because I think it's a, I think it's a, a really good question, um, for most people, which is, especially if they're in somewhat of a relatable field to, as to yourself. How do we stay centered and unbiased in our marketing during times of turmoil and everyone disagreeing on how people should live their lives? Are we judged for not using our platform to speak out against um, or for certain things happening in our world? Um, so obviously, this could take the turn of political. This could take the turn of 
what we were talking about a little bit earlier about food, diet, and everything like that. So putting the political part aside, um, unless you are wanting to talk about the political part of it, <laughs> when it comes, a lot of times with marketing, I, I, and I come at this from, I don't want to come off as like an expert. These are just opinions of my own, right? And Shelly's, obviously. I don't speak for Shelly. Shelly can speak for herself. But I think that there are one or two things that you'd have to ask yourself before diving into that part of answering that question. One is how thick of a skin do you and your partners have? And then number two, like, what do you guys want to be known for? It seems pretty clear to me that you guys kind of lean towards healthy living, healthy lifestyle and everything like that. And so it kind of goes back to question number one, how thick is your skin? And the reason why I say that is because I think you already know where I'm going to go with this. I don't think there's any problem with saying like, hey, we fully believe that you should be living your best life. And this is what we think living your best life is as an example of eating, eating these things instead of this thing. Right. So on and so forth. Now, there in this day and age, especially after 2020, there people are on our hair trigger like they're i mean they are just going to just blast you right but the the thing i would say is those people most likely weren't going to be your customers anyways and i don't know what your restaurant would have to do capacity wise every single day to stay in business type of thing but if we just go off of the surrounding area you know 350,000 people you know whatever it is it's probably going to be a pretty small percentage of the entire market that you would have to capture to come in through your restaurant. And the market that you're trying to capture is probably a, a, a very small percentage of that population, especially in the Midwest, the healthy living and um, gluten-free, you know, all those kinds of things. Again, not that I think that any of that's wrong. It's just that the people that are going to be like hardcore about it, they're going to be raving fans of yours. They're going to be like, hell yeah. Like that's exactly right. Like down with high fructose corn syrup. F that stuff. <laughs> like it killed babies. Now, the <clears throat> to me, the more that you try to be like politically correct about it, you can be nice about it, but the more that you try to like be a little bit neutral, the more that you're just gonna take your your fan base and they're just gonna be like, Well, well, like, do they really stand for that? Like, are they really advocating for that? To me, again, like as long as you're willing to just understand that, hey, all we gotta do is get I don't know, 500 people through the restaurant a day or whatever it is. And we're just, we just want to talk to those 500 people, like fuck everyone else. Like just whatever, like see you later. That, that's just what I would, that's what I would do. Like I took a pretty good stance against touch car washes when I had my detailing business. Guess what? Anybody who liked car touch car washes, like, Hey, you're either going to, you're either going to educate them or you're not. I'm either going to bring them into my detailing or I'm not that's that's just the way it is like and again you don't have to be mean about it but um yeah so what's what's your what's your thoughts I, i'm gonna jump in here yeah go for it i actually have quite a bit differing opinions than adam on this which probably does not surprise adam nope. but so i on the other hand you know coming from a retail background where parenting like this is kind of a new avenue for you as well. And you have a, a more of a unique parenting situation, I understand, but you know, there's a owning a retail parenting store, there's a whole heck of a lot of um, issues that can polarize 
parents, right? And people feel very strongly one way or another about everything from diapers to breastfeeding to baby carriers to car seats to, you know, whatever, you know, anything that you can think of, people have fairly strong opinions about. However, I very, very strongly believe that every business owner is called to do what they are doing for a specific reason. Now, sometimes being called to what they're doing could mean, it might just be income for them, right? But I have a feeling that having a business that has a mission like yours, you weren't just, you didn't open a healthy um, lifestyle business just to make money. Like, I, for some reason that doesn't like click in my head. Like, I don't think you're going to become like a multimillionaire off of daily. <laughs> I mean, you could, like, I'm not saying that's not a possibility, but I don't think that was your goal with starting it up. My, my, um, my hunch is that you started clean with the dream of impacting lives the same way that the choices that you've made have impacted your life and you want to be able to pass those along to people. And I really firmly believe that in, you know, with the people that I work with and teaching the people that I work with and the mentoring clients that I have and that sort of thing, like I firmly believe that there is a way to tell your story and impact lives and create a community around that rather than polarizing them and being like, I don't care what you think, because the reality of it is we all care to a certain level. Now, it doesn't have to affect you and you don't have to. There's a way to approach it. I firmly believe that you can create a community out of that and have civil discussions, even if you don't agree on it. But, you know, where's the healthy eating community in Sioux Falls, right? So like you have, you're a part of form, you're a part of daily clean, you're a part of, you know, you probably know a lot of the people in this world through pomegranate and through other places, right? You know, where's the community for all of these people hanging out at? Like, yeah, some people go to a yoga class or some people come have a lunch at your place or some people do their grocery shopping with pomegranate, but how are they all like supporting each other and lifting each other up and helping them, helping each other make themselves better. I really believe that that's part of your mission as, you know, to impact those lives. And you're not going to do that by polarizing them and saying, I don't care what you think, I'm right. Yeah. yeah. So, not necessarily, not necessarily on like a, you know, standing on my soapbox and like telling everybody, if you don't eat here, you're going to be like, sick or you know and die or anything like that i'm not any, i you know that's never been a um, extreme part of my idea of like you know where do i you know stand up and say something um and just kind of recently um i don't know i don't want to call it an epiphany because it's something like you said like i didn't go into this to you know make money and you know just make everybody <laughs> uh, but i the idea of kind of like not polarizing, but trying to include all and saying that like, hey, we are a, we're a body positive, a nourishing place to be that like, we want everybody to feel safe and everybody to feel welcome and um, that we're not this diet place. And I, we think that diet matters and we think that it, um, it can affect your, your mind, your body, your sleep, um, your, your relationships with your family. We, we agree with that. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to 
cut people out either though who just want to come for a meal and <laughs> who just want to just want to come and chill and whatnot but um but yeah trying to um trying to center our message a little bit more about it just being a, you know like i said a nourishing place for all and you know inclusive so kind of along that line like have you ever i guess i'm going to challenge you with a couple questions now like, have you ever sat and really focused in on who your avatar is? Now that you've been in business for a couple of years now, do you really know who that person is that you're trying to reach? Do you know the ins and outs of them as to what they are, where they're currently at, what they do, what they drive, where they eat, where they go, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Do you know that currently? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Okay. So how <laughs> does your... That's for sure. But. So how does your marketing currently speak to them because I'm a really firm believer that if you focus your marketing message on that specific person, let's call that specific person, Anna, if you focus all of your marketing to exactly what you would say to Anna, if you were having a conversation with her like this, then you're going to pick up and you're authentic in your messaging about what you believe, what daily clean believes, that sort of thing. You're going to pick up the people outside of Anna but really you're trying to market really specifically to Anna. And so how does your marketing currently achieve that through it's the channels that it's using, through the content that it's using, through the words that you're using? Like, what are you guys currently doing? Yeah, so that's another one that I left out of the questions in that is, is what anymore is there beyond social media? Because we've gone solely through social media and word of mouth um, through that marketing and we do have, you know the Anna that we're trying to market to um and it's sometimes it gets we do have another um, I have a marketing manager just side note that um she helps do our social media posts and take the photography and whatnot for that that um is almost kind of a mediator sometimes and helps keep the peace because sometimes it, it seems like it could be really easy to lose that focus and all of a sudden go okay now we need to push this now we need to push that now we need to focus mm -hmm. on that now this like you know it can get really really chaotic um sometimes but um but that being said um social media and we've tried to talk about what other ways is there that we can reach out to people and we just don't feel like our anna is watching you know cable television or listening to the radio or reading the newspaper and it just it seems kind of like a um like our market and our, our way of doing that is purely, you know, Instagram and Facebook right now. I'm going to fully, I, I know Adam wants to jump in on this too, but I'm going to, I'm going to fully challenge you in thinking, I mean, I think you're absolutely correct in that, you know, your, your target market probably isn't reading a newspaper or, you know, reading a billboard ad or, you know, any of those other kinds of traditional type marketing. However, content in 2021 is so much different than just social media, than just Facebook and Instagram, right? So like when you're talking content, I think you have huge opportunities within who you are and you being you yourself and your business. But, but like stop and think about when you were on the journey to get to where you are today, how did you consume your content? Like were you listening to podcasts were you reading books were you watching youtube videos were you like how were you consuming your content and that's how you're going to market to anna to, to your avatar right like you could have 
an amazing podcast going. You could have an amazing YouTube channel going. Adam, I'm sure, is going to want to talk about TikTok. So TikTok. I'm not going like, <laughs> to run, run with that. But I really firmly believe in podcasting, obviously. Like, I think that you clearly have a lot to say. And it doesn't have to be an every week kind of thing. You can bash them. There's a whole lot of ways to do that. But, you know, being able to talk about that journey and, like, one small change and being able to encourage and, again, create that community in our area around healthy living and supporting each other in that healthful way, I think is going to be super duper impactful. That was a conversation we just recently had together was how do we create a community and an investment into daily, um, you know, not just through, um, through social media, but through content, what like, and it's not just always hawk and pizza and, and coffee and, and bowls and stuff like that, but it, you know, more of an investment and in putting more of a story out there. And I'm a huge firm believer in that if you create the community, the sales will come like I'm which goes along to what Adam was saying before. But like if you create those people who you are, if you create that community and you authentically serve them, the money is going to flow. But if you go chasing the money, it's going to be really hard to create a community because you're not going to be authentic. I those are some really solid points. Like you guys are you guys are awesome. Um, to, to touch on my previous point, um, I didn't want to come across like, again, that you have to be hateful towards people that like burgers and pizza and chicken nuggets for three meals a day. I just want to make sure that when you're putting something out there that says like, I don't know, tofu versus meat or something like that, or vegan lifestyle versus carnivorous lifestyle, I, whatever that is that you're okay with with billy bob that's on the farm that you, you know he comes in and says well fuck that like <laughs> farmers run the world it's like yes we understand like we get it but like you're not you're probably not our customer like and being okay with that and being okay with losing that person but uh there was another question that you had in here um where it was kind of touching on what you were talking about before and it touches on what we were just talking about right now which is what do we do for content that um that we can put out and i'm gonna go back to let's just start with really micro stuff like let's just like let's it let's not think big picture let's just say you know what is it, what's 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 something what's a video that we could do this week like what's what's something that we could do this week and here i'm going to offer you a piece of content that will keep you busy for the next year for the next year once a week for the next year like if you execute on this i i guarantee you you will pull it off whatever whatever your goal is but in your question you're basically saying like we've 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 overdone the gluten-free vegan veggies only type lifestyle to the point that we've now feel like we've alienated the average person when i was at the bakery i did this little challenge where it was taco john's versus taco bell because i firmly believed that taco bell is trash and taco john's is so much better and i said and i was literally having an argument an all-out argument verbal loud with other people at the bakery and they were like no you're wrong and i'm like you know what blind taste test then we'll get five people and we'll sit them down we'll all just get burritos and then we'll have them taste test them and i said i guarantee you Taco John's will win. And not only did I believe in that solely, but we also did some like bets against it, right? Which I won. By the way, TJ's right. 
but this is funny because I did that same blind taste test for a project in high school. Did you? I did. Yep. Was it Taco Bell versus Taco John's? It was. Did Taco John's win? They did. Awesome. Okay, good. Now I, I'm glad I didn't have to delete you off the stream. <laughs> okay, so here's here's where I'm going with this. I think that it would be an awesome piece of content. It does not need to be highly produced at all. A couple of cell phones, a couple of mics, that's it. You find some average as fuck five people. You sit them down. You cook your shit. You grab something that's similar from another... Re uh, another you cook the average food, right? Maybe not another restaurant because you don't want to throw shade at another restaurant, but just like cook the average version of that. Like yeah. tofu burger versus regular burger, right? And then you have people sit down and like eat it blind and give their thoughts and opinions on it. And then that's it. That's your piece of content. You throw it out there and you say like the average three out of five people couldn't tell the difference between a tofu burger and a regular burger. So our <laughs> shit's awesome. Just come in. Come on in. We're doing $2 off. Like, or uh, I don't know what another piece like that would be. But that right there to me is you're literally putting average people in front of the camera and saying like, hey, I don't know. These, these five people liked it. Like, are you one of these people? Well, maybe you should stop, think about stopping in and trying it out. And guess what? Like, we're going to do a special on it for this week only, you know, that type of thing. I think that right there is, a, is an incredibly easy, executable type of piece of content. Easy. <laughs> you just throw out on your, on your Facebooks. You say, I, we need three people. One male, around 40 years old, like, d d loves burgers. We're going to give you a free burger, Bob. And then, uh, you know, you just find two other people. And I would make sure that they are not your avatar. Like, maybe have maybe have someone who's kind of your avatar in there. But everybody else, like, is nowhere near your avatar. Like, they're at the opposite end of the spectrum type of deal. Um, that, I think, right there, that, I think, would be an awesome piece of content to put out. Um, and make sure to throw in there some stuff where, like, tofu gone wrong. Like... <laughs> Way overcooked tofu when people are eating it and they're like, this sucks. <laughs> so that's somewhat believable, right? Because you don't want to win every fight. But um, um what would be what would be another piece that you could throw out there? I mean, my mind immediately went to like, I think you could have some really cool micro content that would be even like easier than something like that. Like, what about em empowering your employees or your staff to take short videos on their phones of like mixing up a smoothie like you know how many like i can't even tell you how many different food things that my 15 year old wants to make because she saw them on tiktok like it's so easy to be like this is an easy way to start your day like here's that one simple thing that you can do this week here's how to make you, you could do like a month of each thing for instance like you could do a month of smoothies one a week and here's the simple ingredients that you probably have around your house or simple things you can pick up the next time at your store to make one smoothie a week to make that small change, right? Or the next month is protein balls. Like here's four variations of different protein balls that you can make. Or here's four variations of desserts or, you know, very simple things like that that you wouldn't even have to be involved in that you could empower your staff to as they're making these. Hey, when you guys are slow in the store, throw together a video. I think that's one thing that, um, you know, a couple months ago, we had uh, 
Jessica from Dakota Snow on here. And my daughter worked for them this summer, who is 15. And she, like when they were slow, when there wasn't customers there, they were all empowered to take videos of making their different creations, right? And then, you know, Jess would upload them or whatever. They'd have these short 30 second, one minute videos, whatever of, so people could see. And that to me was like, oh, awesome. I'm gonna try that next time, you know, same kind of thing. And, but now you can reuse that content, not just for your social, not just for Facebook and Instagram, but now you can easily create a YouTube channel around that. You can easily create TikToks around that. You could, you know, send out an email blast, you know, whatever. Like there's a million different ways to repurpose that content. Yep. And if you would like to, I thought of a, uh, another idea just to throw out there, but if you would like to target Anna, the vegan gluten-free lover out there, uh, I'm positive that you're a part of a lot of these Facebook groups or forums online that are catered towards these groups. And what I would be interested to know is if there is a particular food group that it's just very difficult to make like or work with or it just no matter what, it just doesn't taste great type of thing. And then like literally the video would be something like, look at me right here. Does your kale suck? <laughs> like, listen, guys, we all know that we want to eat more kale and be, eat more greens. But let's let's face it. Fucking kale sucks. Okay. <laughs> Here's five recipes to make your kale not fucking suck. Like, and then you just do those five recipes. And right, right there is a great piece of content that you're not bashing, you know, the average food that people eat you're just talking directly to anna and say anna i know you're trying to do this at home it's very difficult okay this <laughs> cauliflower sucks like making your own cauliflower flour um it's it's tough so here's here's how we do it it's it's really easy and then you know that's uh, that stuff right there that's already going to engage with the people that you already have in your restaurant um and then maybe you'd like everybody that comes in you just like pass them a little business card that says, Hey, want to make your cauliflower not suck? Watch this video that we did on it. And, you know, whatever. Um, or have it so on your screens that, you know, that are playing. But I think, you know, I think with us throwing ideas out there, don't let this overwhelm you. Like, talk this over with your marketing manager and like choose one thing for each month, right? Like, again, just like start out with something small and do one thing, like choose a theme for a month or choose one task for a month if you want to focus on one thing. Yep. You know, like we talked about all along, I guess, in the, the podcast, making those micro changes, but don't let it overwhelm you because it's very easy to just make one little change in your content like this. Don't decide like in January, all right, we're going to start doing this and we're going to launch a podcast. And we're gonna we got 30 videos planned. planned. You're not going to do 30 <laughs> videos. Yeah, yeah. really already um, one of our gals that opens and it works front end, we did actually hand over um, the ability to start posting things on our stories and stuff, which took some of the work out of our hands, which has made um, our story content a lot better um, because it's more coming from, you know, the back end. It's coming from inside versus like, here's a beautiful beauty shot of our food. So I think that was, that was a positive move for us. We have done a couple of TikToks <laughs> and they're super fun and they've gotten their highest views probably in the last few months. What? So, so yeah. Organic reach on TikTok is easy. Uh, we we started a social media calendar as well to keep us on track with some of the ideas that we have and um video content is definitely one of those that um hasn't made it onto the calendar but not necessarily like made it out especially over the holidays so i think yeah 
2021 goal there. Yeah. And I encourage clients, like I encourage small businesses when I work with them to like, just like one thing a quarter, like if video is on your, like sit down and figure out like if these are, if these are your goals, like I had somebody last week that I sat down and talked with and they had like this whole, like one of those like long tablet sheets, right. That like had all of these goals written all around of it. And I'm like, okay, Chill, let's, prioritize, let's prioritize these because you're going to burn out on all of these big ideas. Right. Like, so some of these things, like let's figure out like one or two or three of these that, that have to happen in first quarter because it's going to affect these other things. It's third quarter. You know, and it's okay to have those big goals, but it's also important, crucially important to become realistic with them so that you don't become overwhelmed and you don't start to put your own mental and physical health at the back burner to try to accomplish all of these things. Yeah, been there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My partner and I, we just, uh, we just spoke this morning about what our video content is going to be for the next month. And so um, we basically um spitballed a bunch of ideas of like okay what's uh what are some things that are in this field that we could do a video on just anything like and i feel like the great part about healthy eating and everything like that is um i would give if i were you i would get very or your marketing manager sorry i don't mean to try and step in front of that person but i would get very familiar with google trends very familiar it's very easy software to use especially around this time of year, there's going to be one item that just like skyrockets. And then if you can catch it on the early part of the bell curve, um, that is going to be, and you just start doing content around it. Like if you start noticing that, I don't know what would be like all of a sudden, instead of cauliflower, we're using broccoli for everything now, like broccoli, pizza, whatever. Like if you, if you start catching that on that bell curve and you just start doing content around like, Hey, here's 12 ways on how to not make broccoli, not suck. Like it's, you're going to do very well with that. And this is like, you're, this is the best time of year to do that. And the great part is, is like, you're in a field in an industry where you'll constantly get great content and variable content thrown, thrown your way. And you can just be that local knowledgeable source of like, like and maybe there's a trend that comes out and you're like guys like yeah it's healthy but it's like it's not nearly what these people are saying it to be but like if you want to do it great here's here's some responsible ways to go about it like don't eat just kale for six meals a day like you're going to die eventually like throw in something in there eventually um and i don't mean to like i'm not trying to talk down to your um to that field or anything like that. I'm just saying like people c- can go overboard with it. 100%. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, Google trends. I don't know what you would even start uh, searching for, but your marketing manager will absolutely know. And I really wouldn't go too complicated with it. I would just shoot for one video a week at the end of, at the end of the year, that's 52 videos. Like that's a lot of videos that you're, that you're doing. Like, like people underestimate how many videos 52 videos is and you can take that same video and then repurpose it and then absolutely put it on TikTok. <laughs> I want I you need to be the TikTok the 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 go-to clean eating TikTok person of the Midwest. That's what I want to see. She knows how to do that. I need to learn how to do that. I feel like I used to be the the one in the family that knew how to do all of this stuff and now I'm starting to feel old like I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll, I can help you out with that. Tiki talk <laughs> is Adam, Adam is the tiki talkie. Yeah. And with that, don't like, so if Adam, you know, with what we're saying to do one a week, like, don't think that you have to schedule time every single week to do it. Batch them. Like, if you don't currently batch your content, you know what I mean when I say batch your content? Mm -hmm. Like, do okay. multiple at once versus. Yeah. Like, if you schedule like two hours and knock four videos out in those two hours, you're going to be, it, it's going to make your life so much simpler. And I'm sure your marketing manager has her way of doing things, but like, don't try to overwhelm yourself and saying, okay, every Monday we have to meet because life's going to get in the way, right? Like an employee is going to get sick or something else is going to happen. It always does. <laughs> yep. It always does. And then the beauty of that is once you have this repository built up, if something does happen and you happen to have to record a week late or something like that, now you have this repository built up that you can go back and be like, hey guys, remember when we talked about this? Let's bring this back for this week. And now, and then you can kind of play it off like that was what your intention was all along. But you can repurpose that content halfway through the year if something happens and you get sick and you can't record that week. Yeah, yeah. This, this is probably like the number one thing that drives me absolutely nuts about TED Talks on podcast form. Like, I know we're getting off the rails here, but like, I, I know, Shelly, you love how I built this and, and TED Talks on podcasts. I mm -hmm. cannot stand the fact that for basically the last year, all it's been is just repurposed content. But you know what? Like, you still, people still listen to it, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, they've only put out like, I don't know, 10 new episodes, maybe over the entire, over the entire year. So obviously, people do not mind repurposing or redoing, re-listening to content. Sorry. Well, because it's just like with anything else, like I mean, this is going to take a little bit of a different turn, but like, for instance, like with uh, religion, like I read, a, I read the Bible every day, right? But it doesn't mean that I like read it front to back every single day, you repurpose it and you pick up something different. It's just like rereading a favorite book or watching a favorite movie again, right? Like you pick up something different, because you're in a different life situation and it applies differently when you listen to it. Now that you have new experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've read the E myth three times now, and each time that I've read it, it's it takes on a different meaning. Right. Yep. All right, Ch Shaylee, how you feeling? You look feeling yeah. overwhelmed? Like no, not really. No, I I feel um, somewhat validated in the just in the topic of like the video content and the the um um. Yeah, getting people more involved with us outside of just, like I said, slanging pizza and coffee and stuff that like getting them to um, getting them to come to us for multiple reasons and getting well known for that can be part of our game, which is what I kind of did want to hear. So, yep. Um, one I, last point. Sorry, go, go ahead. I really, I was just going to say, like, I'm really excited for 21 for you guys. Like, I feel like, you know, 2020 was difficult obviously for everybody and we didn't even touch on that but you know especially in your industry there was a lot of innovation and you guys lost a partner like lots of stuff has happened clearly in your life in 2020 however you know i think there's such a huge wide open market once you guys tap into this market and start to build that healthy um supportive community that there's just such a wide open area for that, that I think that if you can touch on them and and draw them in through different online channels, like you're going to, you're going to explode. Uh, the only thing I was going to add to that was again, talk to, talk to your marketing manager, but um, 
Facebook and Instagram, I would really, I, 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 I would be very careful of any time that you are putting out content, I would be seriously thinking about just throwing a little bit of money behind it every single time as far as like boosting or doing paid advertisement or whatever like especially facebook instagram just a smidgen less but especially facebook like that post is going nowhere if you don't throw money behind it now not every single post needs to be boosted but maybe these videos that you're doing like definitely you should be just throwing like 20 bucks behind it or something like that in the local area if that's not already happening or if that's a tense conversation for like the older partners or whatever that it's just the it's just the way facebook is nowadays you cannot nothing that you put out there is getting seen by anybody unless you're throwing some money behind it plain and simple good to know (laughs) um that's something that my friend at Form does do. She does boost posts and whatnot. Um, and so we've had that conversation as well. So Yeah. Um, all right. So for the last couple of minutes of the show, we'd like to hand it off to our beautiful guest and say, <laughs> what would you like the thousands of people watching right now to know to where to go, check you guys out? <laughs> well, um, we already kind of touched on it, but we don't have just tofu at daily. <laughs> we have meat. We have chicken. and a We shrimp. got the meats. We have cheese and it's real cheese. <laughs> but we do. We do want to um, We want to include everybody. We want to be an all-inclusive cafe. And whether your health is at the forefront of your personal journey or not, we want you to come and see us and hang out with us. It's good atmosphere. It's good people. Um, we have a really, really good community within Daily that I never thought that I would see um, happen. I didn't realize how um, how not great the restaurant industry could be from um, within and some of the employees that come from it. Um, and to have people at Daily who all care so much about one another's well-being and um, are inclusive of each other, whether you know they're vegan or they're not, whether they're dairy-free or they're not, whether you know they're, you know, of different religions, of different sexes and and ages and all of that. It's just like so awesome to see that we've got um, such positivity behind the scenes. And I'm a firm believer in, um, the, the energy and the positivity that you put into food is, is transferred into the people that are enjoying it. So I just want, I want that to be, um, our message. I want that to be our story. And I, I want more people to see that and learn about that and love it. And yeah. So what's your TikTok handle? (laughs) <laughs> I think so I don't know what our daily is she's made like two videos from it and posted them on and that was like a couple months ago so I think it's it's got to be something along the lines of daily clean food um, on there but yeah I'm definitely feeling a little bit more uh, invested in that right now so <laughs> you'll have to watch for more daily TikTok to come we also have um, a big announcement hopefully coming soon which I'm sure most people have heard about um and it's it's already out there, so I suppose I can say it um, kind of semi-publicly is that um, we will be on Triple D. So Guy Fieri did come to Daily, oh. and case in point with that, like he, um, you know, he enjoyed our food, and he shared with me that that's um, more along the lines of how he eats on a regular basis versus you know the monster mammoth. Uh, what do I like to call him? Um, uh, 
oh my gosh, <laughs> the uh, Frankenfoods, Frankenfoods of all these crazy different mixtures of different things. Uh, that it doesn't have to be this like massive, crazy, like concoction of cheeses and crazy stuff to be good food. And, and yeah, he, and he felt that along with us too, is figuring out how to get that, um, that word out to everybody, you know, not just put us in a, um, in a box of vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free, whatnot, and try to, try to get it out there. But anyways, that long story long being <laughs> that I'm very excited for that to come out and for, you know, uh, when the, that's airing. We don't know yet. We're the only ones in Sioux Falls that do not have our date yet. Um, okay. And my theory behind that is they had a South Dakota episode and then they've got two more or the other two folks after us or after that. Um, and so they're probably spacing us out so they don't have the South Dakota in every consecutive episode right. for four weeks. So I'm assuming well, sometime in February or something, but it's, it's nerve wracking right now because the amount of text messages I got on January 1st when that South Dakota Smorgasbord episode aired was like, oh, I don't know yet. I <laughs> I just, <laughs> just make sure that you have full staff the day after that airs because. Um, I saw you post about Urban Chislet. <clears throat> just make sure that you have a full yeah. staff on board. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you do not want to get caught with your figurative pants down um, when that happens. But um, yeah. awesome. I'm very excited for you. Like that is going to be a great launching point. Also make sure to capitalize on that too. Like have a piece of content that's coming out in and around like that should be like a fury of content coming out around that period of time as well because that's that's the highest chance that you have of capturing people right there like brand new people anyways i should say um so yeah <clears throat> awesome shelly you got anything closing any closing thoughts i got i i've loved getting to know you a little bit more shaley i know we've only met in person a couple times but <laughs> i uh, i've really enjoyed watching you behind the scenes and watching daily grow and seeing it continue to thrive and stop in there every so often i don't usually see you behind the counter which is great like, I see you behind the counter so, um but no i think adam and i have both uh tried it out and we're glad to see that you know you're on the the front edge of of changes that probably need to happen in our area so good for you yep i i love that it's very um i love the atmosphere of the place it's very starbucksy um type atmosphere <laughs> and um i've always enjoyed the food there um i'm not a regular but that has more to do with just like the i mean it's not that far of a drive i mean i'm on 57th and cliff so <laughs> but anyways uh very good food if you guys have not tried it like to the thousand people that are watching right now you should absolutely try it. And if you know people that are interested in that kind of food, especially around this time of year, share the episode to that person and say, check out this chick. She's pretty sweet. Um, check out their TikTok, which is the username is slightly unknown. Check out Facebook, Instagram, Daily Clean Food. The website that we have on our ticker underneath. Check, out, check out the ticker <laughs> and then try to piece together the socials from there. But uh, Shaylee, it's been a pleasure having you on, and thank you for everyone to everyone that has tuned in today. Really appreciate you guys. And hindsight is twenty twenty. We're accelerating into twenty one. Let's go. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs>